Welcome to the Retail Insider video interview series. I'm your host, Craig Patterson, and we're joined here today with a special guest. This is Lisa Hutchinson. She's the managing partner of J Toronto-based consultancy, JC Williams Group. Welcome, Lisa. Thanks so much for having me. Now, today we're going to be talking a little bit about the uh, Eveltoff Group's book, which has uh, just been released, Retail Innovations 19. Uh, this is the 19th year that the uh, Eveltoff Group has uh, put out this book featuring retail innovations. Uh, last year was the 30th anniversary of the Eveltoff Group, which is a group of consultancies uh, that uh, partner to get around the country. We'll get you to talk about that a bit more, Lisa. And also uh, we're coming up to the 50th anniversary of the JC Williams Group, which uh, again, you're now the managing partner. It was started by uh, the late John Williams, who was just a terrific uh, uh, person. So welcome Lisa. And uh, let's talk a little bit about the Eveltoff book. Yeah, I'm so excited to talk about it. It's, you know, our annual thing. I love talking about it. And uh, it's a really important project that together with the Appletoff partners, um, you know, we get representation from around the world of some really exciting and interesting case studies. So, yeah. So I'll actually uh, launch for those who are listening on the podcast that can come and, and take, a, take a peek, but I'm going to launch a, a PowerPoint just for anybody who's watching this. So... Let's just jump into the book and you can see a little sneak peek of the uh, of the cover. Uh, so as you mentioned before about just to talk a little bit more about the Ebeltoff group, um, as you mentioned, the Ebeltoff group started 30 years ago and JC Williams group is the exclusive Canadian partner. Um, and we have 20 member countries. And what's really exciting is we collaborate on projects. We, uh, for clients, as well as special learning objectives and other really important things that we feel is impacting the retail industry. So last year, we as a group did an international study on uh, leadership and what leadership is keep what's keeping leadership up at night. We have that launching again this year. Um, and another exciting initiative that we have going on is a study on uh, next gen gen alpha that uh, is fast approaching, um, affecting retail for sure, and um, really understanding that. So we really enjoy our collaboration with our partners at Ebeltoff. And this book is really one of the first pieces of collaboration that we've done, and we've done it every year, and uh, in which every member country submits really interesting case studies who they feel are setting trends and, and really innovating. And we collaborate and put it together and curate it into this book for our clients. So this year, there are three themes, um, and we usually, it sort of goes anywhere between three to five themes, depending on the case study. So everybody submits their case studies, and then after a group or a jury go through the book, um, go through all the cases, key themes come out of it. So this year, there's three. The first one's sustainability-focused, or we call it a better world. Um, so it's not just necessarily sustainability. And I think when we talk about a couple of the cases, um, that'll come to light. The second is about enhanced experience. And we're really seeing that return to the physical store that the customer is looking for, but they want it curated and differentiated and memorable and immersive. So we'll share some stories and some case study studies around that. And the third is about efficiency. So efficiency is 
um, obviously just that, but convenience and really blending those omni-channel experiences. So the first uh, uh, theme that we're going to just jump into is that innovation for a better world. As I mentioned, you know, really we feel that table stakes, um, sustainability is table stakes now. We're seeing new concepts, processes, technologies that are really emerging to help with sustainability goals and the sustainability global retail industry, um, really wanting to make a difference in the communities that they serve as well as the world. So the first case I'd like to actually walk you through is uh, right here in Canada was one of our nominees. Um, from our from JC Williams group is called Good Foot Delivery. And some people may know because it's been around for a while now, but it just keeps getting better and better. And Good Foot's delivery, their mission is to offer meaningful employment to neurodiverse communities. And basically the founder of the company recognized this need when her brother was, um, because he fit into this, this demographic, uh, realized that there was a very high unemployment rate in terms of uh, neurodiverse communities. And so she developed this organization that's really modeled around fast and reliable delivery. And it's really based uh, here in Toronto. And so the uh, Goodfoot utilizes this community of um, employees that then use uh, foot delivery and uh, public transit and biking to be able to actually do their deliveries. Um, so which was really interesting. So you can see that sustainability element as well as the better world element. So in addition to that, they have a training program called Good Foot Forward Employment and Training Program, really trying to under to support this underserved community. Um, so we really, really are so thrilled that they uh, made the book. That's a fascinating story, and it's a made in Canada story. I love it. Um, we were actually yeah. uh, looking into this as even something we could utilize at some point. Uh, it's such a, right? such a great thing. Other, <laughs> other cities, other big cities, and so on. I think it's a really interesting um, case. And, and obviously, you know, it's been around for a while now and keeps getting better and building off of it. Um, so really pleased to have it in the book. Uh, Fresh uh, comes to us from France. They're a grocery retailer of France. Um, they have been established for a little while, but they've really focused these new stores on smaller urban markets. And so we've been seeing this more and more, um, even in Canada. But it's really focused on local and environmentally conscious options for customers. So it's really that traditional market um, that's got sort of the traditional stalls that you would see in a market, but so curated that way, but as a grocery store. They have an emphasis on organic produce. Um, they have that, you know, sort of center layout that places fruits and vegetables really at the center for that really great experience. And uh, so stores are restocked six from six times a week. Um, and it really focuses on uh, fruit and vegetable producers that are local and uh, really focused on fresh, hence the name. So um, there's a focus on physical retail, thinking, of, but also utilizing the website for inspiration that they have um, recipes and feature seasonal products. 
and um, a lot of supplier information as well. So it's really sort of taking that traditional market style layout um, to increase the, the customer experience, but really honing in and focusing on local. Um, the next one is IKEA Italia. So coming to us from Italy, of course, but it's created this concept on uh, sustainability and circularity. So um, it's, it's developed these workshops that they call from generation to regeneration. And it's a project that launched in 2022 that really promotes intergenerational collaboration based on a culture of circularity. So that's sort of their mission. And what that really means is they collab, they, they, uh, the IKEA collaborates with an association that involves um, volunteers that are over 60 years of age. Some of them are retired that want to share their knowledge on material reuse and um, sort of a maker studio, if you will. And so volunteers and IKEA co-workers raise customer awareness with zero waste philosophy, running these sort of um, uh, components like podcasts and video tutorials um, that blends young influencers with seniors. And there's areas like um, that include carpenters and tailors, gardening and decor. Um, and they really focus on upcycling and transforming objects and giving them a second life. So it's a really interesting demonstration of IKEA's commitment about raising awareness and taking action for sustainability for a better world. Uh, the next one is uh, called Klima Klaviki from Denmark, which also sort of ultimately, um, some of these are always really fun for trying to figure out how to pronounce some of these, but basically that translates into climate klaviki, which is a, um, comes from a Danish conglomerate that uh, of Coop, named Coop, that has over 500 supermarkets and they've opened this new concept. So it's um, actually been developed in collaboration with a local university there called the University of Arhas and where the store is actually located. And the store serves as a testing center and inspiration for other stores when it comes to sustainability because it uses um, the surplus heat from the refrigeration units to heat the store. It um, collaborates with the associations in the university to test environmentally friendly consumption solutions. And this store and the, some of the things that, and tactics that they've uh, put into place has had impressive results. It's had a 14% reduction in CO2 footprint, and it's also had a 60% reduction in the waste from deli food and other um, shop uh, consumables, if you will. So it's a really interesting concept when it comes to, um, when it comes to sustainability and creating a better world. So the next category is one that, uh, you know, as we have mentioned, and lots of the listeners know that, you know, customers want to return to the physical store and, uh, and they really are creating these experiences. So there's a couple of great experience I want to tell, obviously lots more in the book. Um, but the next uh, one I want to share actually is called Suso Skate Co. And again, another nomination from us. Um, from J.C. Williams Group. 
And basically their tagline, if you will, is reviving spaces with roller rink pop-ups. So I don't know about you, Craig, if you're a roller skater. Uh, I'm not even a very good ice skater, so I'm not so sure I'm a roller skater, but they um, have done an amazing job taking this sort of touring roller rink, if you will, and using vacant spaces in shopping centers, um, urban pathways, vacant parking lots, um, vacant shopping center units. And um, there's some great video um, showing uh, the shops of Don Mills and actually on the top of one of their buildings. Um, so it's really taking that idea of um, bringing some experiences to these properties. So it's really taking, you know, creatively addressing the common issue of shopping center vacancy um, with this kind of innovation and experiential innovation. So really transforming these spaces and it's very flexible um, and it creates buzz, it creates social media, it, uh, you know, it creates that fun and it brings that experience to the property. So you and I will have to go down. I think their latest is at Union Station. So we'll have to, we'll have to go down. I'll be fun. I can um, rollerblade. I can rollerblade. I'm not good at roller skating, I don't think, but uh, um, inline skating is what we sure, have to call but, it. Uh, yeah, we'll give it a try. It'll be good, fun social media for us. <laughs> um, the next is a concept called ultraviolet, and this comes from Shanghai. And this is really cool. This is a restaurant by a uh, very famous French chef called Paul Perret. And it's really this multi-sensory experience. And so basically the restaurant is a 10-person seating. And each course has an accompanying visual music. Um, it's got digital screens. And it's a fully immersive experience when you sit down. So imagine going into a room with a table and you know, there's, you're surrounded by visuals and music. And so every course is, pro, is curated um, and it's just fully immersive. The dining room has sensors tracking the guest movements. So when you go to take a bite, it may um, have a, you may hear a swoosh of, of water as a noise background, sort of mimicking the ocean. And it's really adapts to, and you know, it will have a dimming of lights when there's a certain course being uh, being set. So it really takes them to these different experiences throughout the whole uh, dinner. And so, you know, you may be in a Japanese forest for one meal or a French countryside for another one. And they're very um, lifelike and, you know, incredible. Uh, imagery and soundscapes through all of this. So it's fun. really a restaurant, but it's just really cool. And I think it, it, you know, while it's a restaurant, I think that it's it gives some really valuable lessons for retailers to think about how to infuse these this this um, sensory expression uh, with your customers when they're in the store. The next one's pet love. Um, so many people got pets through the pandemic. And this concept is really kind of taking 
um, the pet business to or the pet store experience to a new height. And you know we've we've been seeing lots of success in the pet business, um, lots of um, things I know even featured in Retail Insider. But Pet Valley was started by a veterinarian, and he recognized the fact that there was a need for a physical store. And this is based in Brazil. And they um, have become actually um, a pure online player in the pet segment as well. Um, but now they've taken it to a new level and they've actually recognized that they need to be able to give um, their, their customers even more services. So they offer pet sitting services, pet hotel services, pet insurance, veterinary services. Um, and they also, in some of their stores now, they're trying to position them near or with park or parkettes behind them. So they actually have play spaces um, for the people when they leave their, their pets or when they come and go shopping. So they have this open air and they, they have, you know, giant toys for the, particularly for the pets and then even comfortable seating and events around um, engaging the owners or the guardians of the pets. And so it's really interesting in terms of the way that they've created these new spaces and, um, you know, and made it really fun for the owners as well as creating reasons for them to come back on a regular basis. Um, this next one's called BPI All-in-One. And it's from Portugal. And what's really interesting is it's really actually a bank. And it is uh, bringing this whole new concept of a bank into what looks more like a physical store or even a small shopping center. Um, so it's actually got everything in this and offers all the services. So it sells anywhere from wine to jewelry to technology to Teslas. It, and again, it's very multimedia um, with screens, but the screens then carry out credit simulations. So you're always getting some sort of banking element as you're walking through this experience. And so it's it's really trying to meet all the needs of their customers from individuals. It even has business banking um, and companies in ways that it personalizes services as well using um, everyone's, every participant's, every consumer's unique credit solution experience. And so these screens really enable customers to think about, you know, what the questions they have with regards to banking. And it's really um, an introduction to virtual services and facilities that they can offer their customers. So it's um, really something very new and comes to us from our uh, Portuguese um, partner in Lisbon. That looks very, very, very cool. Yeah, it is very cool. When we first saw it, we were like, that's a bank. Um, so I really urge everybody to take a look when, at that case study. Um, the next one, which was really exciting to see it make the book, because um, I got a chance to see it uh, last March when we had an Evil Talk meeting in Germany. Uh, we got to see the store. We actually went to the Evil Talk meeting as well as uh, attended Euroshop, which was in Dusseldorf. So we got to see Douglas, which is um, started originally as an international perfumery chain, and they opened this really luxurious 
concept store in Dusseldorf um, on you know their main um, shopping street there. And it's, it's, yeah. yeah, it's really cool Art Deco um, and and really interesting in terms of the customer service, but it's very focused on wellness and beauty treatments. And so you can book services and have them all take place in the store. Um, and it also has a coffee bar. It's got, uh, you know, a natural hairdresser and beauty advisors, beauty mirrors. So it's really taking sort of this, they're based on sort of their fundamental and where they, and their roots, but then created this really immersive and beautiful store. So, um, and with that, it also combines online and offline. So while you're in the store, you can book, you know, real time um, with uh, associates, but it also, you can go online and book and and also interact with some of the technology and beauty mirrors um, and virtually test stuff even while you're in the store. So it was a really, really interesting concept and I was thrilled that we got a chance to see it in person. So that brings us to the third category, which is in innovation for hyper-efficiency. And so when you think about that, you just think, start to think about, you know, that time-starved customer that we've had that really wants to be in and out and um, and at the same time, we think about businesses that are looking for more automation to be able to, um, you know, help with labor issues or just different ways that they can serve their customer. So the first one is from Chicago, and many people may know of Sweetgreen, a um, uh, quite popular um, fast casual salad restaurant chain in the U.S. Um, so they have a new concept called the uh, Infinite Kitchen that they launched in May of 2023. And it is a fully automated rest, uh, restaurant uh, with, the, with the exception of one associate that's, that's in the store. And customers can actually place their orders online or kiosks in the store. And then this, there, the, um, basically there is the automation makes the salads for people. And so it's all done, it's all accurately measured and it the bowl sort of goes through this conveyor belt and all the different ingredients of the salad are, are taken care of by the robots. So really the, the associate that's there is just putting on any finishing touches that needs to take place um, after the automation process. Um, and again, just to have somebody as a safeguard, I think, as well in the store. So uh, as you can see, it obviously reduces labor costs. Um, it requires half the staff time and the amount of salads that they can produce in one day. This technology can actually produce 600 salads per hour. It's that fast. So way faster. Um when you think about what even an associate could do. So it's definitely something that's um, streamlining labor costs, making it faster for the customer um, and reestablishing sort of what those employee roles are in the store. So really interesting. Now I'm hungry too, by the way, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> the next one's called from Australia called um, Just Cuts. And it's an app to use for um, a rewards program with a um, a sort of um, 
a haircutting place that has been around for 34 years, but they wanted to, um, that's been, you know, sort of one of those, um, we have them here in Canada as well that are sort of just walk in, no appointment necessary, but you can also make an appointment. Um, but it's really about um, keeping it simple and convenient for their customers. So adding this app that uh, was really focused around solving the client's problems and simplifying the interactions with the brand. And so um, it has a fixed price structure for transparency. And so all their pricing is all built into the app. You don't have to walk to um, have an appointment. You can walk in if you want, or you can book an appointment. And the just like a lot of them, the staff are all trained in men, women, or kids in terms of um, being able to address if you're just walking in, you don't have to have a specific specialist there. And so they really just wanted to be able to give um, more a, a centralized tool um, that even includes uh, gift cards and being able to redeem gift cards and, and even buy merchandise. So just a really interesting new digital digital innovation for a hair salon, essentially. Um, and then the next one here is um, Rudu comes from Switzerland and um, kind of similar to Fresh that we talked about that's but uh, earlier, but it's fresh to farm in your urban neighborhood. So it is based on this idea of um, a farm store that, uh, but all, but located in urban centers. So very curated and it really just features around 400 products, but really keeps all the producers close to home. And so it's really committed to quality and convenience. So it thinks about, it uses a really innovative sales platform to connect the consumers to under, also understand who the local farmers are that are um, fulfilling the stock in the store. Um, and uh, it's also 24 seven. So it's a really interesting, it's, it's not a super big store, but it's very efficient. And it almost sort of looks like a container store. And it gives, but it gives access at any time. And it really understands, uh, it flexes the more information it has about the customer. Um, it helps um, really curate the product assortment and the growers that they go out to. And it really adapts that 24 seven, really meets the flexibility of the consumer. So that's just a sample, Craig, of uh, some of the stories that you'll hear in the case studies and, and really interesting things that you'll be able to see in this year's book. Uh, we will um, be accessible through our website um, and certainly be able to um, access it through the, uh, the podcast and however anybody needs to reach us. Lisa, this is, thank you so much for showing us these uh, concepts here. Some of these concepts are absolutely fascinating. I mean, we've got sustainability, we've got efficiency, we've got uh, ease of use. Uh, interesting because we've got food retailers, banks. There's, there's just so many different uh, businesses out there, but they're, they're still applicable to retail, even if they're not directly retailers. Yeah, and that's really the intent of the book is is to not just necessarily think about them in their current form, and but how they could adapt and how retailers can take some of the lessons of things that they're doing and add that into their business. Oh, terrific, terrific. This has been absolutely terrific in, in terms of uh, the discussion here. So again, we said JC Williams Group is uh, 
50 years old, there'll be a bit of a celebration there. We should do something for that as well. We'll do a, a bit of a talk. You're talking about a retrospective uh, from 1974 onwards, uh, which is which is quite a milestone. Yeah, lots of exciting things have happened in the last 50 years. So we're excited to kind of do that retrospective and what's going to be the next 50 years going to look like. Thank you so much. This is Lisa Hutchinson, managing partner of JC Williams Group. We've gone over the uh, Eveltoff Group's uh, Retail Innovations 19 book. Thank you so much for joining us here today, Lisa. Thanks for having me. And I'm Craig Patterson. I'm the founder and publisher of Retail Insider Media Limited. I'm also the host of the Retail Insider video interview series. If you haven't already, be sure to subscribe to us, whether or not you're watching this on YouTube or listening to this on one of our podcast channels. Take care and bye for now.